Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be reviewing the UFC 287 press conference. I'm going to give you a play-by-play -play about everything that happened, give you my thoughts, and then by the end, I'm going to give you a score out of 10 about my thoughts about the overall press conference. So let's get started with Alex Pereira. Alex Pereira was paying a lot of respect to Israel Adesanya throughout this press conference, just saying that... You know, he knows that Israel is a tough opponent. Yes, he beat him three times, but he's not even thinking about those three fights. He's focused on this one because he knows it's a new challenge ahead of him. Even though he beat this guy three times, he's not taking Israel Adesanya lightly. And hey, I got to give credit to Alex Pereira for doing this because it really shows that he is not so high on his horse going into this fight he knows that israel adesanya is still a tough test after all in their last fight israel was winning before alex got the finish so clearly alex is really taking this fight seriously and i also got to give him credit for taking all the booze in from the crowd it feels like the crowd was rooting for israel in this one and Alex Pereira was not getting that fanfare, but regardless, it doesn't phase him. He was still down to talk with everyone, still down to say what he had to say, was not really disrespectful throughout all of this. So I think Alex Pereira was doing a very good job in this press conference and shout out to his suit. His suit looked good, kind of looked like the Joker. And yeah, I like that. As for Israel Adesanya, he too was respecting Alex a lot. I think you have to do that once you're 0-3. You're down 0-3 to a guy and you're fighting him right now. But yeah, overall, it was clear that Israel was very focused. And he knows that he got to get the win in this next fight. And it really showed in this press conference that he is ready. He wants to stop the talking and get to fighting and... I could feel the intensity from him. I feel like a lot of people could feel that intensity. And like I said, people were rooting for him in this press conference. The Miami crowd loved him and he was feeding off of that energy. And it seems like he's ready. He's ready for this fight. Kind of similar to that fifth round he had with Kelvin Gastelum, I'm prepared to die. I feel like he has that energy that he really wants this. He doesn't want to go 0-4 to the same guy. So... Both Alex and Israel overall are very focused and tuned in heading into their fight. Now, let's talk about Dana White. Dana, when asked about the WWE merger with the UFC, he did not want to talk about it whatsoever. He said, yeah, like that's that happened, but let's focus on this event. And to be honest, I give him credit for that because he even said himself, uh, not in this press conference, but sometime else he was like just because this merger happened i don't think a lot of merging between the two brands the two promotions are going to happen quite a bit just because we're both owned by endeavor it doesn't mean there's going to be a lot of cross promotion between the two and although i don't believe it although i feel like we're going to see it in the future i gotta give credit for i gotta give credit to dana for not really feeding into you know what let's talk about the wwe right now because this isn't the wwe it's the ufc there's a fight ahead and if he began answering questions about the wwe after that one question more reporters were going to start 
doing it. So I'm happy he shut it down right away and said, you know what? We have a fight going down. We have all these fighters on the stage. Let's talk about this event and not the WWE. So got to give him credit for that. Jorge Masvidal was clearly the main attraction at this press conference. He is in his home of Miami and the crowd was loving every bit of it. And it was nice to see Jorge in this position, especially after all the hard times he's been going through as of recent, not only when it comes to the lawsuit from Colby Covington, but also just coming into this fight three defeats in a row. And it seems like he's on his decline. I didn't pick him in my official prediction. And it just seems like it's coming to an end for Jorge Masvidal. But it's nice to see that he is still beloved. And it's really nice to see it happen in his home of Miami. So this was a good thing to see. He was getting the, the crowd hyped up quite a bit. Speaking in Spanish, he was just the main attraction of this press conference. Didn't say anything crazy, but you could tell everyone loved him and everyone was excited for him. It really felt like the old days of Jorge Masvidal when he was at his peak and everyone wanted a piece of him. This is what it was. And he's still a big star, don't get me wrong, but I definitely feel like it's not to the same level as before. But this press this press conference really showed that, you know what, he is still loved by many. So that was nice to see. As for Gilbert Burns, got to give him credit. He looked very confident in this press conference. Looked very good. That uh, overall one piece just looked amazing. The shoes, the Jordans, beautiful, man. The Afro popping. It, it was looking all good, man. Jorge, not Jorge Masvidal. Gilbert Burns came into this with so much confidence, so much drip, so much style. And I got to give him credit for being at this press conference, clearly being in enemy territory, especially because he's going up against the king of Miami. And obviously the crowd was going to boo him, but Gilbert wasn't phased whatsoever. He was just smiling throughout all of it. And it just felt like he knew that it didn't matter because truly deep down, he knows he's the better fighter and he's going to get the win at this event and you could feel that energy from him at least i could feel that energy from him so confident gilbert burns at this press conference it was very nice to see let's talk about israel adesanya again he was wearing a choker a, a dog chain something like that and he basically said uh he's a dog and he's about to get unleashed that's why he's wearing that collar uh, it's a reference to a Jet Li movie called Unleashed, where Jet Li was wearing a collar throughout the film. But once it came out, he was a destructive force, was beating everyone. And that's what Israel was trying to do. I just, I don't know, man. I, I could have done without this. I, I don't like when Israel drops these one-liners at press conferences like it doesn't come off natural. It feels like he was practicing it in front of the mirror like a hundred times before using it at the press conference. And it was similar to the Frozen, like Elsa line, but obviously not as cringe. This was in the realm of cringe, but not as bad. I kind of understood the reference and I thought that was cool. But in general, I don't like this kind of 
cringiness from Israel, especially when his back is against the wall heading into this fight. I just wish he just stuck with that serious and focused mode. But with him dropping that line about the caller and being the dog, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. I'll be honest. I feel like a lot of people weren't a fan of that either. Uh, back to Dana White. He wanted no questions about Jorge Masvidal and Kevin Holland. Of course, there was that video of Jorge and Kevin going back and forth at the lobby of a hotel or something like that. And uh, clearly, bad blood between the two. Nice to see, I think. I always like seeing things like that, similar to Paulo Costa and Hamza Chemaev when they were going back and forth prior to the event, even though they weren't fighting. It's nice to see that type of energy between two fighters because there's always the potential of, hey, maybe these two can meet. And honestly, there is the potential that Kevin and Jorge can meet. Let's say if Jorge loses this next fight and wants to continue fighting, and let's say Kevin Holland loses his next fight or wins his next fight, I think that fight makes a lot of sense for both guys, and there would be a lot of hype built into it prior to the fight. So I like seeing that buildup of potential matchups, but once the reporters were asking questions uh, to Kevin, to Jorge about this scuffle, Dana was not happy about it. He was like, oh, stop asking questions about this. We're not talking about that right now. We're going to be talking about the people they're fighting. And man, this was a bad move by Dana. Like, Dana, when did you become such a good guy? You know what I mean? Like, why, why is this happening now? You weren't mad about things like this when Conor McGregor was doing it. You weren't mad about it when Sean Strickland was doing it with Israel Adesanya at that press conference. I don't know if Dana was there for that, so I might be mistaken for it. But regardless, this is not the normal Dana White, and people were wondering why is he deciding to be an angel right now. And people were saying maybe it's the WWE merger. Maybe he wants to stray away from that trash talking that doesn't attain or pertain to the actual fights that is happening on the card because he wants to stray away from that trash talk that the WWE likes to do. And if that's the case, it goes to show signs of how these press conferences will be conducted in the future if Dana wants it to be more PG-rated, more family-friendly. We love Dana in these press conferences because he lets it flow. He lets the beef brew. He lets everything go down. But... With him stopping the flow of this press conference, which could have been very good if he hadn't done that, I don't like the signs of what's going to happen in future press conferences, maybe because of the influence of this deal. So I wasn't very happy about that. I'm sure a lot of other people weren't happy about it. Another thing people weren't happy about with Dana White was how he continued to back up Colby Covington as the guy who deserves the next shot at the welterweight championship. People were booing him. Jorge was booing him. Gilbert was booing him. The boos were deserved because we all know Colby doesn't des deserve this shot at the welterweight championship. I can't blame him. I would definitely keep pushing my name for that shot at the title if I were him. I blame more so Dana and the UFC for giving the piss poor excuse of... He deserves it because he was the backup fighter. He showed up, made weight. 
we're going to go with him next. How come this logic doesn't apply to Sergei Pavlovich when he was the backup fighter for John Jones and Cyril gone? You know, why is it just applying to Colby now? So it was just a bad excuse. And yeah, it, the boos were raining hard on Dana. He deserves it. And he even said, you know, uh, for Gilbert and Jorge, they may not be next for the shot at the title, whoever wins that fight. But maybe uh, we'll see what happens after Colby and Leon. And it's just like, no. The winner of this fight should be past Colby, for sure, in my opinion. It just doesn't make sense to have Colby get that next shot. His last win was Jorge Masvidal. And for people to be like, oh, but Jorge lost to Colby, so Colby should be next. Jorge lost to Colby before this fight against Gilbert. If Jorge beats Gilbert, he actually has a win over someone in the top five. So he, in a way, is actually above Colby at that point. We can't do mental math of oh because Colby beat Jorge Colby could beat Gilbert that's not how it works so yeah just bad excuses from the UFC Dana White uh the other thing I wanted to point out from this press conference was Jorge saying bet the house on it bet on me bet the house and don't make the Drake mistake when Drake betted on Jorge to beat Colby Covington uh, he basically bet a house. It wasn't house money for Drake, but for a lot of people, that's a lot of money. And I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't bet the house on uh, Jorge Masvidal. I don't think that's a good move whatsoever, but who knows? Maybe he'll pull the upset and that bet is a beautiful one, but it's very unlikely in my opinion. Maybe we'll look back at this and be like, oh, Keon, you were wrong. I'd be happy if I was wrong. I think it'd be amazing if Jorge was to win this one. But betting the house is not a good idea. Alex Pereira, he also said that he evolved more than Israel Adesanya. In a way, I kind of agree with this, but I also disagree. As of recent, I feel like you can make the case Alex evolved more than Israel because Alex is greener to the sport of MMA. He's newer, so... He's not as developed as an MMA fighter, so of course he's going to learn more things at this point and craft his game even stronger like Israel did when Israel entered MMA. Israel at this point has a ton of experience as an MMA fighter. There's not going to be much changes to his game aside from actual game plans when it goes into fights like, for example, him working on his wrestling heading into this second fight against Alex Pereira. Aside from that, I could see what Alex was saying, that he is evolving more at this point in his career compared to Israel. But at the same time, I disagree because Israel definitely evolved quite a bit as well. We can't deny that. So I, I see both ways in what Alex was trying to say. And the last thing I did want to bring up from this press conference was how the other fighters on the stage did not talk, did not speak enough. And it, it could have just been the main and co-main event fighters on this stage because the other fighters just seem non-existent. The most uh, speaking from another fighter that wasn't in the main or co-main event was probably Santiago Ponzinibbio. And that's because of the reporters speaking to him in Spanish, asking him questions in Spanish, him responding in Spanish. So that was nice, at least for the Miami crowd to hear, but 
aside from that, there was no other fighters actually trying to make a name for themselves on this stage. And I hate when fighters do that because it's a really good opportunity to do something for yourself. And I get that not everyone's a trash talker, but there are different ways where fighters can get their name out there and still be humble and still stay true to themselves. But a lot of these other guys were just basically sitting there. And yeah, I wasn't really a fan of that. I, I, I think more fighters need to learn how to promote themselves, especially in situations like that. So wasn't too keen on that. But yeah, aside from all of this stuff, I think the press conference just wasn't the greatest. I think it was mid at best, but it kind of decreased because of Uncle Dana kind of making it PG rated. Didn't want too much beef to go on, especially if it wasn't it didn't have to do with the fights on this card. He really policed the entire situation. And this could have been a pretty decent press conference had he not done that. But because he did, not only was it mid, but I would even decrease my score for this press conference a little bit more. I think the highlight of this was definitely the stare down between Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya at the end. It was an intense one. Both guys just staring each other down. So focused, so locked in, ready to fight in this main event. I think Alex Pereira won that stare down. He didn't want to look away whatsoever. That guy has such a killer stare, man. I think he is one of my favorites when it comes to stare downs. And yeah, I think that was definitely the highlight of this press conference. And because of that, I, I think that kind of saved the score from being very low. But overall... It was a mid-press conference. I would give it a 5, but because of what Uncle Dana did, I'm going to have to give it a 4 out of 10. That's my final score for this press conference. But what do you think? What were your favorite moments from this press conference? How would you score it? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you on my next one. Bye-bye.